0: this thing is hosted by Soledad O'Brien who like, I have her as national treasure, Soledad O'Brien, but I have things to say about her.
1: Yeah, yes, agreed, agreed. We'll get there when we get
0: there, I guess.
1: You know, I think a lot of these times, it's just an uphill climb when you're reading the copy and you're doing this. They want you to turn on that stupid journalist accent. Just, it's just us, Soledad, just talk to us. We're just here. It's not our fault, she didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) Hey, Patrick Hines. We used to
0: say each other's names all the time, and then we stopped doing it, and now I'm I'm bringing it back. I'm kicking it old school, as they say.
1: We used to sing it, though. Let's just do it right now, then. Ready? Jillian Pensavale. (laughs) Patrick Hines. I did
0: the hands for Jesus. You didn't follow me. It's fine.
1: You know what? (laughs) Speaking of people not doing anything wrong, not unlike Soledad (laughs) O'Brien, I am innocent here (laughs) on all counts.
0: You guys, before we get to the episode, just a reminder, join us on the Patreon for more fun laughs, good times. We are, what are we doing? Oh, we're doing The Vow.
1: We just finished Fear City. Yeah. Before that, I'll Be Gone in the Dark. We did Tiger King, Don't F with Cats, and now we're doing the GD Vow. The Vow, you guys, The Vow is that Nexium
0: Bananas documentary on HBO. It is so crazy. I'm actually Googling because I don't know how to help myself. Like, there's so much I have to know.
1: Yeah, the thing is, just don't join a cult and you'll be okay. That's-
0: I am in no danger of joining a cult. I am like- Every single time I watch these things, I'm like, I am in no danger of this happening to me. Mostly because everyone who joins a cult is like a 9 to 10 on the scale.
1: So I don't think that they okay. would be interested. Save it for the pates. Not, and also not true. Stop that. I'm fine with it. That's my friend Patrick you're talking about. Don't talk about her like that.
0: If it keeps me safe from the cults, I am happy with my hard five status.
1: Please, stop doing that.
0: You guys, can you tell it's a bit? It's just a joke. <laughs> I really think I'm very handsome. Good. You should. You guys, it's patreon.com slash truecrimeobsessed or go to our website, click on the Patreon link. Merch for Jesus. Every dime of our merch goes to charities. What are the charities, girl? Yeah,
1: we're doing (laughs) women's rights, LGBTQ rights, Black Lives Matter, and animal rights. Yes, yes. Get yourself a t-shirt or a hat.
0: You know you want to let the women do the work hat. Who doesn't want that?
1: Or like a sticker or a magnet or any, or whatever the website offers. I can't say or whatever, dot, 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 because then I'd be lying to you and I don't want to do that.
0: No, Um, girl, what day of quarantine is it?
1: Oh, a... Or or two. I don't know. Time is a construct. I don't know. I have no idea. Are you real? What's happening? Am I just talking to myself? Is anyone listening?
0: Uh, Girl, okay. I was gonna ask you what we're talking about today, but I feel like it's a little confusing. So is it okay if I just explain it? Go ahead, girl. Thanks, girl. So we are doing a thing called Chandra Levy, Who Killed Chandra? Now, when I was like researching documentaries for us to cover, I thought this was a standalone documentary on The Oxygen. It turns out that it is not. This is an episode of a show called Mysteries and Scandals. And we might come back to it because there's other really interesting things in that list of episodes that they made.
1: Yeah, the good thing is when you watch this episode, it also comes up as a standalone thing. It's like one episode of Chandra <laughs> Levy who killed Chandra. Yeah. And it's it's not like you have to watch every episode of, what is it, Mysteries and Scandals yeah. to follow no. because they do just stick to this case.
0: But you guys, I've got to say, national treasure Soledad O'Brien. Soledad, if you're listening, I love you so much. But like hey girl, I'm just saying like the way this is shot is a little awkward. It kind of feels to me like in the opening when you're telling us a little bit about the case, you kind of don't really know what to do with your arms. But then I was like, what would I do with my arms? Where, where do they teach you that?
1: They don't Teach you that. But as someone who has who has done on camera hosting before, whether you're either walking or doing yeah. whatever, no one tells you they expect you to know. And no right. matter what your <laughs> option is, it's always, uh, ah, yeah, but not that. Right. So I know from experience Soledad is doing her goddamn best. Okay. Uh, I have I have more issue with the copy. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The copy's bad. I also don't love the direction where like there's two cameras and Soledad is talking to one of them, but like we're seeing the side angle. I think that was a thing they tried in T V documentaries in the early two thousands that didn't really work out very <laughs> well. (laughs) No,
2: no, no. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. She was a driven young intern in the most powerful city in the world.
3: Washington, D.C., it's a magnet for young, ambitious people.
2: For Chandra, it probably was like going to Hollywood and being discovered. Chandra Levy made some influential friends.
4: We're getting information that Chandra had a connection to this congressman, Gary Condon. Chandra had finished up her internship, and she was getting ready to move back to California.
2: Then she suddenly disappeared.
4: This
5: is serious. We need to find her.
2: A year after she went missing, Chandra was found, murdered.
5: The shock. Can't relive it. It's already too hard.
2: Why were there setbacks in the police investigation?
4: The detectives went on her computer to check her search history.
2: Were mistakes made by whom?
4: Turned out to cause problems later.
2: What happened when the case went to trial? I pointed to him and I said, did you kill my daughter? Did Chandra's real killer get away with murder?
5: He was a big suspect.
2: This is a story that made national headlines and is still one of the biggest mysteries ever to come out of the nation's capital.
5: There's probably a credible witness out there who knows something.
1: So really gives us a rundown of the case sort of right at the top, right girl? Yeah, yeah, so it's May 22nd, 2002.
2: On May 22nd, 2002, the badly decomposed body of a young woman is discovered in a remote area of Rock Creek Park in Washington, DC. This victim has been missing for a year. Chandra Levy was a 24 year old grad student who'd landed a prestigious internship in the nation's capital.
1: It's horrible. It's a really bad description. It's just, it's, it's a terrible <laughs> case. Are any of them great? Are no. any of them like, you know what, you guys are going to really love this one? I do have to say, I owe it. Long shot had a happy ending. It That's was shitty in, in the beginning and middle, but it ended happily and yes. in and out in 45 minutes. Again, long shot. That's how you do it.
0: That's all we're asking for, you guys. That's
1: it. But I would love to never say these words again. A badly decomposed. Body of a young woman was found in a remote area called Rock Creek Park in Washington, D.C. And this woman is named Chandra Levy. Yeah. She's a 24-year-old grad student who's been missing for a year. She has this prestigious internship. And right away, right away, the press is like, oh, Gary Condit murdered her because he's a congressman and they were having an affair. Uh, immediately, <laughs> instantly.
2: After Chandra disappeared, the press reported a possible relationship with California Congressman Gary Condit. Condit has always maintained they were not romantically involved.
0: We're gonna get to that piece of shit Condit in five minutes. Yeah. So we meet this guy Michael Doyle and he is the Washington correspondent for McClatchy News. Look McClatchy's a big deal it's like a very prestigious outlet. This guy's neck is so so long he has the <laughs> long I noticed it the first time and then I no- I was like he's part giraffe like this man's neck later on I give him a nickname because I couldn't remember his real name and all I can tell you about this guy is that his neck is real real long
1: Re- really struggled with Michael Doyle did you? <laughs> that was just couldn't get there
0: <laughs> I mean I'm not great with names on a good day but throw me for a loop like Michael Doyle I'm supposed to remember Michael Doyle
1: when it comes to names throwing people for loops you ain't seen nothing yet TCO listeners just hang on to your hats oh my God
0: sit tight you guys it it gets on that front this becomes a fucking stand up comedy routine down the road it's
1: a three ring circus also circuses are bad save the animals fucks don't go to the circus ever but this Michael Doyle guy is like
3: Washington D.C. It's a magnet for young, ambitious people to come to make their marks. It's a thrilling town. It's filled with power and intrigue. And every summer, it's overwhelmed by interns much like Chandra. DC
1: is a magnet for ambitious people trying to make their mark. In the summer, it's (laughs) flooded with interns. And like, he really wants us to know what a happening hot spot DC is in the summer for young interns. And I'm like, girl.
0: We meet like 8 million people in this. One of the people we meet is a woman named Michelle. She's Chandra's classmate and friend. And she's one who tells us that Chandra was interning with the Bureau of Prisons, which they say was like totally in line with what she wanted to do. Her dad tells us in a minute that she wanted to like work for the FBI.
1: Yeah. So we meet her parents, Susan Levy and Dr. Robert Levy. And yeah. they're like, yeah, like she was on her way. She was exactly where she should have been to be someone who wanted to work in the FBI. So we meet her
0: friend, Sven Jones, who's like her friend and co-worker. And it's so funny. I'm like, how are you her friend and co-worker? You're so old. And I'm like, oh, no, you're the age that Chandra would be if like people weren't garbage and she hadn't been murdered in a park.
1: Sven's not that old. <laughs> I
0: know, I know. He's like 40, which is younger than me. <laughs>
1: Defensive, of Sven. For you to be like, he's so old. He's not.
0: He's like, he loves this podcast, and he just heard that and got really
1: offended. I got you, Sven. He's <laughs> so old. How dare you? <laughs> so the thing is, like, Sven and all, all these friends are like,
2: Chandra was very energetic, lively, positive. She certainly wasn't. Reserved or shy.
1: Chandra was living her best life. She was yes. fully immersed in the scene. She was going to all the work events. She was socializing, truly living this DC intern life. And then on May 1st, 2001, she disappears.
0: Yeah. And so now we meet Detective James and he sort of tells us like the setup for like her going missing. So she had finished her internship and she was getting ready to leave to go home to California. And like she was seeing people and saying goodbye. The timeline on this is a little fuzzy for me, but she was scheduled to be back in California for her May 11th graduation from USC. She was a grad student. She was like right. 23. She was 24 when she went missing, 23 when she started the internship. Right. She had emailed her parents a few days before to say that she like, had, was packed up and ready to go. Something to keep in mind, and this has like a, been a real education to me doing Obsessed with Disappeared. Back in the early 2000s, people did not communicate the way that they do now. Yeah. So we're going to find out that like she wasn't in a like, constantly texting or calling her mom. That wasn't a thing in 2000 or 2001, mm-hmm. whatever year this was so that at first was very weird to me that they would go days without talking but then I'm like oh no that's like what the world was like back then it's not like that now
1: yeah it's been like two days that I haven't texted my mom should I text her
0: You should text her. She probably thinks you're missing. You're doing the
1: Italian thing? Call your mother, okay? Call Call your mother. Call your mother. So we meet this guy, Ralph. He's the author of the book Murder on a Horse Trail, which is the book about this case. He's also the first name I didn't write down, just for the record. Who do you think you're working with? I know. Gotcha. So Ralph says that on May 1st, Chandra was up late looking at the Amtrak schedule, I guess to take the train from D.C. to California.
0: Which doesn't make any sense, because I was like, is she afraid of flying? We'll find. Out in a minute. She's not because she'd been flying back and forth all year. And then I, if you look at that train ticket, like the the ticket itself was like three hundred dollars, and the accommodations were eleven hundred dollars. I was really? like, Chandra, what kind of fancy sleeping car did you book for yourself?
1: Oh, interesting. Because I, I would like love to take a cross country train Same. trip. So to me, I'm like, don't love the flying. I'll take a train anywhere. Like yeah. right, yeah. But yeah. you're right because we get to the flying. Okay, okay, I'm with Just, you.
0: Again, like the timeline is weird. And why is she taking the train to Cal- It doesn't make any sense to me
1: right so we're still at may 1st right she's looking yeah. at the amtrak schedule at
5: 4 30 in the morning there was a 9 call placed to the police from her building the neighbor said i just heard a scream the police came and responded they looked around they didn't say anything
1: they called nine one one. Nine one one shows up and then everyone's like well this was fun nice meeting you <laughs> good night like they're, they're, there's like n- nothing happens at all
0: I can't decide how I feel about this. Like, was that neighbor great? Can you imagine if you called the police every time you heard somebody scream in New York?
1: If I I did that today alone, (laughs) I would have called 911 28 times. Today alone. We're in quarantine. I'm here. You know, I still have the guy who drives around the block blasting New York, New York. He's still here. We got the kids crying. Why are they so loud, I wonder? We got the the horns honking. It's a traffic jam. No one is on the streets, but on my street, it is Mardi Gras every day. I don't know understand it. It's St. Patrick's Day Parade every goddamn day outside this window. You okay, girl? You you okay? It's been a lot. It's been a lot, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm waiting for my Apple Watch to be like, girl, you're sitting and you're screaming and your heart rates boom, 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 boom. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god so nothing comes of this so we to this day don't know if that scream was chandra or not or maybe it was just a coincidence so her dad tells us that he's like i called her
4: may 1st or 2nd when she answered her phone and then i called her after that and
3: kept calling and never got an answer after four or five days dr levy was going increasingly distraught at chandra's dropping from sight called Washington police said that his daughter had not been heard from. I think they had a call twice the second
5: time the police did go by and discovered that she wasn't there.
1: So Chandra's been missing for five days. Her father calls the Washington police and someone says to us like looks directly in my face has their finger in my face basically and it's like oh they had to call twice. So yeah. they had to call the cops twice because I guess the cops the first time were like yeah whatever. So by right. the second call finally they send someone to Chandra's apartment and she's not there and then they have to get a search warrant to search her apartment.
0: So They go into the apartment, and here's what they find. The apartment is very tidy, but there's a blanket on the floor. We get a theory on that later. They find her computer. Put a pin in that. We'll get back to her. They find her wallet, her keys, and her cell phone are also there. So when she left, she left without any of her shit. She, like, just left.
1: And she was in the middle of packing. Like, the suitcases are open. Like, she was in the middle of something. And how many times have we heard this? The person's missing, but everything they own, like the keys, wallet, phone, ID, things you would never leave without are all still there we've seen this a hundred times yeah and how often have we heard this detective james goes
4: people have to remember that adults are allowed to go missing if they had walked into her apartment and found blood all over the floor then it would have been a full court press but it didn't happen in this case
0: Detective James, don't do this, girl. That never, ha- no one ever leaves on purpose.
1: Right, and even if they want to leave or whatever, they take their wallet with them. They take their keys with exactly. them, whatever. <laughs> even if she was leaving forever and ever. Right,
0: yes. She's taking her wallet. And then and then he says, you know, when we went in there, if there had been blood everywhere, it would have been a full court press. To which I said, why does it have to get to that point, detective? Doesn't that mean it's too late? If there's blood all
1: over the fucking walls, is, aren't we too late? Isn't it still weird that she's in the middle of packing, everything she owns is still there, or she missed her graduation, and her parents haven't heard from her in a week. Yeah. Could you give a shit? I know. Anyway, is it does, is that not curious to anyone? Is it just me screaming into the void again? You and I would be great myself. cops. I know. Like, what are you like? That it's still not weird. I know. And you have the you have the nine one one call about the scream. I know. None of this is weird to anybody. It's just business as usual. Great. I'm in the fucking twilight zone again. Jesus Christ. And then, and, and, here we go again. This is like the, the greatest, whatever, it's not the greatest hits because it's all terrible, but everything we hate about cases yes. like this, yes. here we go. Yeah. goddamn security cameras here. So by the time they get the search warrant, which is days and days and days and days, the security cameras that have a perfect view in and out of her building yes. have, of course, been deleted and recorded over. And someone says,
5: in a case like this, had they jumped on it right away, they would have probably recovered more video.
1: You know, if they would have started looking sooner, they would have I had know. that footage. <laughs> yeah, just saying. I know. I know! And I just have security
0: camera reform now. You guys, look, you you know what? Add $20 a month to everybody who lives in that building's rent and don't record over the tapes. It's all digital at this point. Fucking anyway, put it on the cloud.
1: It should just be instantly downloaded yes! to a place, to a gigantic hard drive or whatever. And it just lives there. Because yes, fine, like you, we always scream like keep the footage for longer than 24 hours. Yes. But also keep it for more than a week or however long yes! it took this shitty Ten police years. department to actually do Ten anything. Ten years, you guys. 20, I'll do you, forever. Forever. <laughs> How about, like, if, if like, sex tapes and and nudes and dick pics can never get erased and everything lives forever and your search history lives forever, how about we have security cameras with with murderers on them? Can they live forever, too, or But honestly, like, 24 hours? Right.
0: It just doesn't make any sense.
1: So the police are like, guess we better get to work, huh? It's been 11 days. (laughs) <laughs> so they start searching everywhere and they're searching Rock Creek Park and this like this wilderness spot that's kinda of close yeah. to her apartment. And so while the police are doing that, the Levies start looking through her phone records and suddenly Hmm. Yeah. They're seeing a lot of phone calls to and from Congressman Gary Condit. Yeah. And they, they're seeing phone calls on the day she went missing throughout her time in D.C. And Chandra didn't work with him, but he was on her speed dial.
0: So I have Long Neck Doyle, whose first name I couldn't remember. He- it's Michael. I
1: know. <laughs> His neck is so long. It's unnaturally I long. I don't remember the neck. I'm sorry. I was. Where was I? Oh, taking notes. <laughs> So, Long MacDoyle tells us,
3: Gary Condit was a career politician who was really coming into his own. He'd been in public office for 20 or 30 years.
0: This really got me both times.
1: I was like, he's coming into his own after a
0: 30-year career? Condit,
1: what took you so long, girl? They say he's a congressman on the rise. He's been, in, he's been in politics for 30 years! Yeah.
0: Let me just say one thing about Condit, because we are told by Soledad, we're told by the cops.
4: Gary Condit denied having any involvement. What ever with her romantically.
0: No, he did not. we he did it? W- no! Every single time he is asked a question, he says, I'm not going to answer that question. Oh, oh He is yeah. not yeah, yeah. denying it. He's never denied it that
1: I can find. They totally had a relationship. That's. I like... mean, of
0: course they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, yeah. everyone, Soledad included, is saying he's denied it from the beginning. No, he hasn't. On the stand, under oath, he says, I'm not answering that question. He's
1: like, I thought we discussed this. I'm not talking about this.
0: Men are garbage. Men in politics, especially. I
1: know. Yeah, vote. Vote. Yeah. Vote, Bo- vote, Bo- vote, Bo- vote, vote, November 3rd. Bo- 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 November 3rd hold tight we'll, we'll get back to Gary in a little bit because now, now we're going to hear the Chandra story and how she grew up
0: so Chandra Levy was born April 14th 1977 she lived in Modesto California hometown to Lacey Peterson I might add oh that's right so but then like we first of all you guys they show a parade of like terrible high school photos I of know. Chandra Levy <laughs> the poor thing like she's got such great hair but you know like everybody it took her years to figure it out like Jillian when I go missing or am murdered please 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 don't show my high school photos on the documentary.
1: Yeah, because that, that'll be my concern. Right. I, through the tears and the rage, and the, we're gonna get we're gonna get this goddamn guy. Yeah, I'll worry about your photos. When you
0: see the photos, you'll understand. Well, you've already seen them. Yeah,
1: if you've been to one of our live shows when those were a thing, don't worry about. Google what a live show was if you don't remember. Uh, well, you've seen most of those photos. Oh my god, so. it is. Horrifying. You really got ahead of it, girl. Don't worry about it. But what, what they're trying to say is that.
5: And it wasn't until her junior year. In high school, she just had a complete turnaround, and she was involved in the Explorer Officer Program.
4: She really liked going out with the cops on their beat. But one reason she later on wanted to go into law enforcement.
1: She really came out of her shell in high school and she realized, like, I really want to go to USC. I really want to be in law enforcement. I really want to be in the FBI. And she did all those things. She was doing everything like she set out to do.
0: And she would, like, go on, like, ride-alongs with, like, the local cops. I was like, oh, my God, that's commitment. I
1: know. So by the fall of 2000, she's 23 years old. She's living her best life, thriving the quintessential D.C. experience. And she meets Gary Condit because she and her friend just go to his office to to meet him and like meet him and do like a photo op and pre-selfie like they just go there
0: it's kind of cool because like i feel like even now capitol hill is pretty accessible Mm -hmm. like you can just go and walk into your congressperson's office like if you live in aoc's district like you can go and walk into her office i love that about capitol hill that you can just kind of go and like be among the politicians i think that's really cool but like they go to meet him because he's their local congressman from california and you know like whoever the secretary was and maybe i'm a dick for thinking of it like this, but like buzzes into the office and is like two pretty young girls are here. Would you like to come out and say hi?
3: Congressman Condon himself came out of his inner sanctum and introduced himself. A Jennifer Baker said she was interested in an internship and the congressman offered her one on the spot.
0: That's just so creepy. Like That's just not how that should go.
1: Yeah, I have in my notes I was like, because I'm, you know I'm not in that scene
0: at yeah. all. I know yeah. nothing
1: about any of that. So I'm like, is that really how it works? You just walk? like, But isn't Chandra in D.C. because she has this internship anyway?
0: Yeah, so Chandra has an internship for the Department of Justice and she's right. just there and like people apply for these internships from all over the country it's like a huge high honor to right. like be weeded out and get the internship with your congressman uh-huh. in DC he just gives it to this Jennifer Baker person because she's cute and I'm sure she's brilliant like this is no shade to Jennifer Baker it's just, but like yeah. it's just it's shitty because and it would be one thing if that was where it stopped but nope so Jennifer Baker gets the internship and like a week later her friend Chandra comes back to visit her Condit comes back out to say hello bada bing bada boom they're exchanging phone numbers and she winds up dead in the park.
1: Oh my god! So, and the thing is, though, so she has this conversation, bada bing, bada boom, phone numbers are exchanged, as you said. So, Michelle, remember her classmate? Yes. Michelle is saying that Chandra would do this exhausting thing where she would be... This sounds insane! She would be in D.C. and then fly back to USC for weekend classes. That just sounds bananas. Bananas. And so,
2: Michelle is saying, like... She flew in from D.C. When we saw her, she was completely transformed. She had highlights in her hair, she was dressing differently. So then that piqued my interest. I was asking her, Chandra, what's going on? Is there a man in your life? Something has to be different. And she began to open up, trying to tell me as much as she could. Without naming a name.
1: Like, very quickly, it was super obvious that, like, things had changed once she went to DC. Like, new hair, new clothes, new vibe. And I'm like, girl, she's 23. Like, she's I living know. it up. Don't worry about it. Michelle is like, yeah. girl, tell me everything. Are you seeing someone? Like, she just gets a vibe that Chandra's like, seeing somebody. And she is! And she won't say who. And fucking
0: Condit is married, by the way, you guys.
1: They always are! They're always married. Condit
0: is married. So, Chandra is essentially seeing a married man.
1: She would admit that she was seeing someone, but she would give them no details. Who What, why, when, how. But she was saying, I really, really want this relationship to progress. It's really, really important to me. It's a super big deal. I can't tell you anything, but it means a lot to me.
0: And in fairness to garbage content, like no one ever saw them together that we know of. There's no, I guess, actual, I mean, there's plenty of evidence, but like Chandra, to her friends or family, never said she was having a relationship with him.
1: You can't be however old you are and be like close friends with a 23 year old. I'm sorry. You just can't.
0: They were absolutely having an affair. And, you know, Gary Condit's office offers to put out a reward for more information. And imagine you're a dirtbag congressman who's having an affair with a 24-year-old girl who vanishes and then is found dead and you actually didn't kill her, but, like, now your affair is getting found out. Right. Stop being dirtbags, everybody!
1: We should ask Gary Condit because that's, like, exactly what happened to him. Exactly! (laughs) He might have a thing or two to say about this. Exactly. And the thing is, like, he's interviewed by the police.
3: When one of the detectives asked if they were having a sexual relationship, congressman when reportedly said he didn't see why that had any bearing on the investigation
1: Bitch it has everything to do with it especially when you answer I don't know why it has anything to do with it now it's all about that
0: And that's what I was saying. Like, number one, he's not denying it. And number two, you're probably the murderer. I mean, I don't think you're the murderer. But, like, in this situation, you are the one with a lot to lose. You know what
1: I mean? Of course. Of course. It's been 30 years. He was just going to get his big break and now this. (laughs) Exactly. So close yet so far. After this, the
0: police declare him not a suspect. They interview him two more times, but he's, like, not even a person of interest in the case.
1: They were together, but he didn't do it. That's how I feel. That's what I think. And, you know, and the detective
0: says, like,
4: Condon could have been arrested if my department believed that they had enough probable cause to arrest him. I don't really think that they ever got close to even having probable cause. There just wasn't enough there.
0: What they're also saying is that they didn't go and search Condit's apartment until two months after she was missing. And they're like, we searched it. We didn't find anything, girl. And I'm like, oh, really? After two months, you didn't find anything? So then we learned that the Levies are in town and they want to meet with him. He agrees to it. And then it turns out that the dad can't go because he was too, quote, distraught to attend. To which I thought the dad knew that he would rip this bitch limb from limb if he was in the same room with him.
1: 100%.
0: And you know, that was the wife's decision. She's like, you are
1: not coming. With no, me. <laughs> you can't make a seed because if he knows something then you know you could ruin getting yeah. any kind of information even though I would be the dad and be like let me at him verbally
0: I know that would be Steve Steve would not allow me in that room but the mother
5: says but I had to do what I had to do so I met him it was so unreal it was hard and I asked him various questions where so and so he was and he wanted to shake my hand and give me a hug afterwards I said absolutely not
0: when she got up to leave, he wanted to give her a hug and she said, absolutely not. And the music changes to this like horror music.
1: Come on, guy. I, I you want to give her a hug? That is so like <laughs> I know. tone deaf and rude and disrespectful. And I just know. stay out of it. Really, stay out of it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know. You're lucky you're not in fucking jail, you scumbag. Idiot. So, like, you know, this becomes, like, a total media firestorm, like we were talking about before. It's everyone is covering it. It's on the cover of every newspaper, every magazine, every, like, regular news, fucking, you know, a current affair news. Like, everyone is covering it. Right. It's the biggest story in the world. And then all of a sudden, 9-11 happens.
1: And everything changes, of course.
3: Literally, that day on September 11th, the camera trucks who were parked outside the Levy family's house just disappeared.
5: We didn't have that advantage any longer where we could keep this case Alive in the media.
1: And also in the meantime, Gary Condit loses his re-election bid, if anyone's interested in his political <laughs> career.
0: So now we learn, okay, you guys, just get ready.
1: Everyone pull over. Every, this is
0: it. Everyone pull over. Everyone pull over. We're about to learn about all the mistakes that got fucking made in this case. Oh Every God. mistake that could be made. You guys, I don't know if you know this, but my 76-year-old mother investigated this case <laughs> and she did the best she could.
1: Yeah, it's weird. And she was 76 at the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Much like age. Gary Condit's career, it's just so- stuck in one place. <laughs>
0: So we learn that, like, the first big mistake was when they went back to Chandra's apartment that first week with the search warrant. One of the first things they see is her laptop, and they go to it right away to search the history. Obviously, they want to see, like, what she was doing.
2: According to court testimony, during the second visit to Chandra's apartment, a little more than a week after she disappeared, detectives accidentally erased Chandra's internet history on her laptop. Losing details about her moves on the day she went missing.
1: They accidentally <laughs> erased her search history. And so the thing is. How do you do
0: that? I feel like there's only one way of doing that, which is like clicking on the thing that says erase.
1: Right. And then it's like, are you sure? And yeah. then you have to say yes. And it's like, are you really sure? And then you have to say yes again. It's like, bitch, I'm asking you for a third time. You can't go back now. <laughs> Would you like to erase all this? And again, you have to remember the time. Like, I know we say, like, nothing is ever erased forever. And that's true. Yeah. But back. Back in the time when they clicked yes a hundred times to erase because they probably didn't know what the hell they were even saying yes to.
0: I feel like it was like a rookie being like, I thought you wanted me to get the search history. It's asking me if I should erase. And the unlike the seasoned one is like, Yeah, erase it. Just say
1: yes until it goes through. (laughs) Just click yes until it goes through, you (laughs) idiots. So but the thing is (laughs) I know you are. I've seen you do it. I just lost I've seen you do it. Oh my God. Or, or I've been on the other end of the phone. It's been a nightmare. <laughs> so the thing is, nothing is ever truly erased, right? And that that is true. But in 2001, like, okay, they erase it all. It takes them a month to get it to the computer lab or whatever. Yeah. So it takes, much like wrongful convictions, it takes yeah. two seconds to make the bad thing happen and totally. then an eternity to undo it. Yep. So this is, again, valuable time because remember, this was the second time they went to the apartment. She's been gone yeah. for months now and they're just wasting the Precious time because some idiot erased her search history. Like I don't even know how you do that. I, really I know.
0: Don't. And so when they finally get like it back after a month, and they realize that one of the last things that she searched on her computer was Rock Creek Park. If that sounds familiar, it's because they originally did a cursory search of Rock Creek Park in the days after she went missing, but they didn't find anything. Oh no no no! They
1: screwed that up too.
3: One of the many mistakes. But his apparent miscommunication, the Metropolitan Police Department was to search within 100 yards of all roads and trails. But that did not happen. The police swept within 100 yards of roads, leaving unsearched trails in the park.
1: Who doesn't search the trails in the park? (laughs) What are you talking about? search in a creepy park I like oh let's just search the main road that is next to the park search the trails they're all new here it was everyone's fucking first day
0: i know i know and so months go by there's no leads and then in may 2002 we all of a sudden we're just getting this 911 call yeah hi my name's uh, phil
5: i'm at a uh, broad branch road <laughs> and i was walking my dog in woods this morning and i came across a human skull how this
0: man is not hysterical i will n- i don't know how people go through the day without being hysterical over like accidentally spilling coffee on their knee <laughs> this man finds a human skull in the woods and he is calmly reporting it to 911 like he's fine like yeah.
1: it's not a life defining moment i heard that and i was like that's not patrick <laughs> i don't know who it is not patrick though <laughs> i know who it's definitely not and oh, that's patrick <laughs>
0: This guy's like, um, hello. I was walking my yeah. dog. I'd mm-hmm. like to report that I found a human skull.
1: And the thing is, though, there's part of me that understands the feeling of just trying to be as calm as possible. I know. Uh, yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah. If you don't, like, you're so close to just spiraling. Yeah, <laughs> just don't, like, don't. so there's, um, there's uh, a a human skull here, and you don't want to yeah. go, and you don't <laughs> yes. want to be on the phone any longer than you have to be, because you just want to get the fuck home and take eight showers. Totally. So you're just like, um, my dog found a skull, and I, and I didn't do it. It's, it uh, was here uh, when uh, I came. Here. I huh. know. So, this is a year later. It's May 2002, right? It's a year after she went missing, and they go to the site, and it's horrible. It's
0: like deep in the woods. It's four miles away from her apartment, you guys. Like, four miles away from her apartment. They find. Everything. They find her Walkman, a USC sweatshirt, we see all that, leggings, yeah. sports bra, a quote, variety of bones. They confirm it's her through dental records. And then we get, you guys, ugh, this is terrible. We get all these like awful details.
4: Some of the interesting things that were found on the scene her running pants, her tights were tied. So the fact that they had the knots in them does suggest that they were used to bind her. And it also suggests that that there was some kind of sexual assault that occurred.
0: And they do an autopsy, and it's like, you know, they determine that the manner of death is homicide, but there's only so much they can tell because it's been a year. Right. And what is wrong? I don't understand. How is this police department allowed to make this many mistakes? Like, if this was a public school and this was the equivalent of, like, state exams, the government would come in and I take over.
1: How is the FBI not taking over? Like, if I were anywhere in that department, I'd say, that idiot who erased the search history, get him away. I don't want him near me. I don't want to see him. I want him to <laughs> transfer know. him to Idaho. I don't want him anywhere near and don't send him out (laughs) to look for the bones either. Don't give him a donut. I'm going right to the stereotype now and I'm sorry for that. Usually I don't do that. And then there's more
0: mistakes because they've got the clothing and they see that there's maybe some biological DNA evidence on it, but then they can't use it because there was no policy in place in the police department for these cops to have their own personal DNA on file.
4: If you work in a DNA lab, your DNA from you is in their system because there could be contamination. So just because you have unknown male DNA, it could potentially have come from one of the crime scene search technicians who processed the scene, anybody who handled the evidence afterwards.
0: They find male DNA on the clothing, but they can't use it. It's completely worthless.
1: It's been compromised. But the thing about that DNA, though, is that they do confirm, however, that the DNA did not match Gary Condit. And it's never been matched to this day. It's never been matched.
0: So this is where we start to get like, what happened? How did she get there? You know, it was four miles from her apartment and like this one detective who I like, but he just like, he's not trying very hard. And he's saying, well, here's the theory.
4: Chandra has some time to kill. She's getting ready to go home. She looked on her computer, was scouting out activities, wanted to check out Rock Creek Park, went for a walk or a jog, and at some point she was assaulted and died of her
5: injuries.
1: Uh-uh no so she just went in the middle of packing exactly. you know what I want to do go for a jog leave my phone my keys yeah. my wallet it's weird that her Walkman was there 100% like that yes. is odd but you bring your keys how are you going to get in and they, it's not like they said they found like her apartment key right. just so that she didn't bring her whole keychain or whatever they didn't yeah. find any of that that I know of
0: that's the whole thing is that like you know we get this theory later on that like it seems like she was going to meet somebody because she had told her friends over and over again A I'm not a jogger B I never want to go in rock creek alone that's fucking terrifying why would i do that and a theory that we get down the road is that her apartment
5: was very neat orderly a blanket on the floor is out of place but just outside her door there is a washer and dryer my thinking was that she got a phone call from somebody that she wanted to meet and rather hastily she grabbed the blanket just threw it inside ran out no phone Nothing else.
0: She was actually going to meet somebody and maybe not coming home for the night or whatever. Was it Condit? Was it a rendezvous in the park? Who fucking knows? But like this detective who has this theory that she went jogging. In
1: the middle of packing. In in the middle of packing.
0: And then like four miles away from her apartment in the deep, deep, deep woods of this obscure park. No, that's not what happened.
1: So now they're looking at similar crimes in the area. And this is a name... that you will hear several variations of moving forward. They learn about a man named Ingmar Guandique.
3: Ingmar Guandique came to this country illegally and fled war-torn El Salvador. He was poorly educated, did not speak English very well, pretty much stuck at the bottom of the American social ladder. You know,
0: he's a bad guy. After Chandra Levy had vanished, but before she was discovered, he had been arrested twice because he was stalking women in Rock Creek Park and attacking them. This happened to two women. Both women beat his skinny little ass and got the cops and he got arrested both times. But now they're saying like, huh, this happened close to after when Chandra disappeared and we know now that she was found in that area. So this must be the guy.
1: Can I say one thing real quick? Yeah. I don't love the narrative of the guy coming to this country illegally escaping a war-torn country and being a rapist. That that story is true for this person in particular. His name is Ingmar (laughs) Guandique. I'm saying that name because some people don't know that name. We'll get there in a minute. I just, it felt very, like one person is even like, he is just the bottom of the barrel when it comes to social climbing or whatever. And I'm like, this narrative (laughs) is like not cool. I don't know when this came out. It doesn't Matter when it came out. That's a right. stupid thing for me to even say. But it felt very like okay. Yeah. So this guy just real quick before he move forward, he was sentenced to ten years for those crimes of attacking women. They think that he's probably the guy who
0: did this to Chandra, but there's no evidence of it until six years later.
4: I got a phone call from an attorney who said that he had a client who might have some information about the Levy case, and his client said that he was in jail with a young man from El Salvador, Guandiki and Gwondiki confessed to him that he had attacked and killed Chandra Levy in Rock Creek Park.
0: So this guy is a, what they call a jailhouse informant, which are na notoriously unreliable. Basically, in a lot of cases, cops go to these people in jail and they're like, you were cellmates with that Guandique guy? If he happened to tell you anything about killing Chandra Levy and you want to tell us about it, we might be able to knock 10 years off your sentence, right. just so you know.
1: So we learn about this inmate, Armando Morales, and he calls the legal team with a tip about the case. And he's like, look, so Ingmar Guandique confessed to me, admits everything. He totally did it. He's your guy. Take these handcuffs off me, please.
0: Yes. And so then we get we get this other detective and this is the one who does not know how to pronounce Guantique's
1: name. Okay, and this, it's not just that the person does not know how to pronounce it. It's that he guesses wrong every time. Every time it's a new combination. It's like a word scramble and the letters are in a different order every goddamn time he says this person's name. And you should hear because he's the one
0: that tells us that like-
5: Where her body was discovered was always a concern because it just didn't fit her pattern. And Guique seems like a good suspect, but as you start to look at other things and put things together, suddenly he's not my suspect
0: the problem with this jailhouse informant is that the story that he's giving that you know he attacked her in the middle of the woods while she was jogging he stabbed her he's like it doesn't fit her pattern but he just keeps saying and he says and (laughs) guique and
1: guanduque guineque you know there's not a single person on that set that's going to correct him because the shit is gold (laughs) they're not correcting him Gwendiki. it's just like I was laughing so and like this guy
0: guy, I don't think he's the guy who murdered Chandra Levy, but he is human fucking garbage. So it is okay to laugh at this guy getting his name wrong.
1: Because then I thought he was doing it so often that I thought I had the name wrong. I I know. And I kept going back in my notes to the point where I was just copying and pasting the name that I knew was right. So I was like, every time he says Enrique Vasquez, which is right. a, my so-called life reference, every time he calls him that, I'm like, oh, that me- he means Ingmar Guantique, okay, okay. He ended up inadvertently gaslighting me because I'm like, know. who is this person he's talking about?
0: Guantique, Guantique. But he also says that like this guy is not my suspect because these other two women, they were attacked after Chandra was murdered. And this is such a good point. He's saying,
5: these women were attacked after the murder. And so that would mean that Nguike would have come back to the scene of the murder to commit a couple of other crimes. If he were to be arrested for robbing, he would become a prime suspect in a murder case.
1: Like, that doesn't make any sense. Right. So so they're like, there's no evidence. They don't think it's him. Cut to
2: Soledad. Nevertheless, prosecutors went ahead and charged Ingmar Guandique with first-degree murder in the death of Chandra Levy. Guandique pled not guilty to the crime
1: nevertheless they charged him with first degree murder and the death of Chandra Levy and I'm like fucking welcome to America Jesus I... Christ he attacked those women garbage 100% but the fact that they're like there's no way that Guadalupe Enrique Vasquez did this yeah and so the dad's like well we charged him anyway
0: the only reason I'm not fine with him like getting a sentence of life in forever is because it's not justice for Chandra you know what I mean exactly 100% you know so whatever so the case goes to trial he gets convicted right. he gets 60 years in jail, Chandra's mother shows up to make the victim impact statement and
5: she says to him, Gwandiki doesn't speak English so that puts us all at disadvantage because you use an interpreter pointed to him and I said did you kill my daughter?
3: He did not need an interpreter to hear or to understand what she told him. I believe Mr. Gwandiki said, I feel sorry for your loss but I did not kill your daughter.
0: And even the mom is like, you know, I assumed that the police must have knew what they were doing, but, like, I had my doubts.
1: Yeah, she she didn't know about the deleting the search history. I promise you she didn't know. Totally. Or else she wouldn't trust them. Truly. Totally. And, I'm like, it sounds like a joke, but ser- if she knew, that's why it took them a month to even take another step forward. Yeah. She necessarily wouldn't believe them.
0: Yeah. So this Ingmar Guandique gets 60 years in prison for a murder that he probably didn't commit. Right. And then this is also bananas. A year later, some cop is like investigating some other murder and comes across this like stack of interviews that the informant, who is the only evidence the prosecution had against Guandique, it was this jailhouse informant. This cop comes to find out that this informant is like basically an informant for every case on the books. And the fact that the prosecution didn't tell the defense that this Morales guy was a jailhouse informant in other cases is what is called a Brady violation. And so basically Guantica gets a new trial and instead of doing the new trial they just drop all the charges and deport the guy.
1: Yeah. And you'll learn all about Brady violations in episode 82 of Making a Murderer on on Lady Pates. (laughs) Queen Casey tells us all about Brady violations we get quite an education I believe it's episode 82 or 83 check it exactly. out exactly it sort of ends with like no leads and no information and I'm sitting here enraged which is not new at yeah. all just to be fair it's a very comfortable uh, yeah. place for me to be but it's like everyone failed her it seems I like know. like it's such a travesty to me like even this like powerful I yes, we made a joke that 30 years and he's just getting his footing and political But the power dynamic of, like, this young 24-year-old girl, like, trying to get her footing in politics in D.C., and he was in a position of power, and he failed her, in in a sense. And the police deleting the goddamn search history, and then it all started with her father having to call the cops a second time to be like, can you give a shit about my kid? I know. Even from the beginning, like, just it was a failure all across the board.
0: And it's also, like, the most famous cases of the last century. Why is there not an update? I couldn't find an update anywhere on the internet. Oh, oh, but then there's this other completely weird thing that we learn
5: about. A few days after her internship ended, Chandra called her aunt and left a telephone message saying, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for the summer. I have big news to tell you. It wasn't some kind of response from her FBI application. The big news message, one of the biggest puzzles of Chandra Levy's disappearance.
1: We don't know what that news is. And I'm thinking like if it was any kind of like job offer or something official. Yeah. That could be found out. Like some company right. could say that could be on the books somehow. Like, yeah. And so I'm wondering like a, that to me could only be some kind of relationship news or something that wouldn't have a paper trail. You know, like. I was like, was she pregnant? And we'll never know. We'll never I know. know. And like, I, you know, I'm sure there are people out there
0: who know way more than we do about this case because I yes. really have not looked into this. But I'm like, I guess I don't think that Condit did it or had it done. I don't think that Guandique did it. So I don't fucking know. But like, somebody knows. I know. Somebody knows what happened. You guys, if you're a fan of the podcast, come forward. <laughs> yes. DM us and tell me who Please. did it. Please.
1: So here, here we are just screaming into the void. Great. <laughs> and another episode of the books. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God, you guys.
0: We did the Chandra Levy case. This title of it has too many words. I don't remember what it's called. But we did the Chandra Levy case,
1: girl. Who killed Chandra? That's the rest (laughs) of the title.
5: (laughs) I got
0: you. You guys, if you want more fun, laughs, good times.
2: Fun, laughs, good times.
1: Join us on the Patreon,
0: uh, over like 150 full bonus episodes. We're doing The Vow, it is bananas.
1: Oh, look, it's 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 that, it's a lot yeah. of things. It makes me feel, It makes it's, I'm very tense all the time. I it's know. horrible, but it's I great, know. but it's horrible.
0: We're building a page on the website that's gonna tell you all the series that we've covered so we don't have
1: to say it every time. But it's yes. like Lacey Peterson and the Menendez brothers and- The Jinx, again, Making a Murderer, Don't F with Cats, Tiger King, all of the long form things exactly. that have six plus episodes, we got you covered.
0: So come hang out with us there. Uh, Get some merch if you want to donate some money to charity. All of the money that we get is going to charity. Uh, Coming up next, you guys, we're doing that much-anticipated documentary, Athlete A. So stay tuned for the trailer for that and our uh, fabulous and hilarious outtakes. And (laughs) we love you.
1: We love you. And please DM us if you know what the hell happened to Shantra leaving. I really... Like, it's heartbreaking to me. Like, it's so sad. I need to know. Help. Help me. Thank you. All
0: right. We love you guys. We love
2: you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. I just wanted to call you. I am very nervous talking to you about it, but I think it would help bring justice to the people who have been affected by USA Gymnastics and their
3: policies. This was the most explosive story in several years, yet it was coming out of a small little newsroom.
2: Larry Nasser had been the team doctor for USA Gymnastics women's program for 29 years when we got these allegations about him. I was like, does he do this to you? She said, yeah, like he does it to me too. And I said, we need to call the authorities. Steve Penny, he said, no, 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 USA Gymnastics will take care of calling the police. USA Gymnastics negotiating with Larry agreed to lie to people and that shows a cover up dealing
0: with an organization that didn't give a rat's ass about children.
3: We were going full bore. NASA wasn't their target. Our target was USA Gymnastics. You are the president of USA Gymnastics. If you receive a complaint of sexual misconduct, do you turn it over to local authorities? No.
2: We love winners in this country, but this notion that we would sacrifice our young to win disgusts us. We were all made so obedient that when we knew there was a sexual abuser, we would never say anything. We felt utterly powerless.
1: You okay? <laughs> I've been pounding water because of yeah. my throat, just a little water burp, not a problem, it's Still cold. <laughs> oh you look like you were joking. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know when it comes up and it's still freezing cold? <laughs> Just a little water burp, everybody. Yep, it yep. happens. We normalize shit on this podcast. Water burps are. Oh, okay. everybody has them. Everybody poops, everybody water burps. Welcome to the outtakes.
0: He was giving me very strong, like, Ichabod Crane vibes. Ichabod
1: Crane doesn't have a neck. No, he does. The Headless Horseman doesn't. The Headless doesn't have Horseman the neck. doesn't. Okay, fine. I'm sorry, spooky season. Forgive me.
5: Warren and Gweeky.
0: And the dad tells us that her nickname was Little Ladybug and his was Big
1: Cheese. That's really sweet. I didn't have a nickname for my dad and he didn't have one for me. (laughs) It was like Jilly Jilly Bean, I guess, but I didn't call him like, like Big Brashoot or something. (laughs) Like I didn't call him something Italian. Big cheese is a weird nickname.
0: I'm gonna go ahead and say it.
5: Pinquiki.
1: Holy shit! We're gonna get sued!